Welcome to this week's Spatial Perspectives. I'm Dan Quee, your host. And this week, I'm going to do something a little different. We're going to shift gears a little bit. Unlike the previous shows where we've discussed end user products, you know, headsets, software applications. This week's show, we're going to talk about a tool set. We're going to talk about a tool for those who are responsible for designing, implementing, publishing, and using AR content. So please welcome Dan Cotting, Director of Product Innovation for Breadvan. Hi, Dan. Hey, Dan. Thanks for talking. Yeah, we got two Dans here, so we, <laughs> yeah. we get a little confusing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, welcome. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, a first question that I have, which is probably going to be in a lot of people's minds, is where did you come up with the name Breadvan? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of a funny story. Um, when we've been developing the product, you know, we have a, a, a full product team of, of engineers and designers. One of our uh, one of our lead engineers, um, as anyone who who maybe has worked with 3D content before, uh, would know, um, it, it can be very difficult and it can be very frustrating sometimes. So he he came into stand up one time and he was joking around. He's like, you know what? Forget it. I'm quitting. I'm gonna go bake bread for a living. Go buy a van. Sell it. You know, down by the boardwalk. And uh, and 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 for whatever reason that that name just stuck we liked the idea of, of bread van and as we got to thinking about it we thought about what the product does what it enables um it really is it's that idea of something that's delivering something that that makes things more comfortable everyone seems to like so that's that's kind of where it came from it makes a lot of sense when you talk about it that way you know but at first glance people go bread van how's how does yeah. that relate well, to uh... we also would uh we like to joke around it's like what what kind of startup product would it be if we didn't have some sort of goofy name, you know? Yeah. So, well, well, tell us what, what does the product do other than serve up bread? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so effectively Breadvan is a platform. It, the easiest way to think of it is kind of like a CMS for 3d assets. So if we think about when the web came about and people are constantly hard coding text, right. And then suddenly something like a WordPress comes out. And, and you can have this sitting completely independently from the site itself, serving up your blog, serving up your content. Breadvan does exactly that, only for 3D assets in extended reality applications. So if you think about augmented reality, virtual reality, um, these are fairly nascent, yet at the same time, they're becoming quickly adopted uh, in enterprise, in, in people's entertainment, personal lives. Um, and so we wanted to give a tool for both developers and uh, people who manage those apps to make it a lot easier. We want to, we want to take some of that friction out of that process. Yeah, you know, um, you know, XR developers are highly sought after today. Um, mm -hmm. I know that Google and Facebook and a lot of other companies have been dying to get their hands on on good solid developers. And I, I think about this the same way that you just mentioned is that these tools need to become more prevalent to, to the users out there. They're sought after. And, and there's very little talk about these types of tools. Most of the tools that are out there today seem to be islands. And mm -hmm. this seems like a way to bridge the gap between those islands. Am I wrong in that? No, no, you're spot on there, Dan. I mean, it's funny. I actually, I think I read a stat the other day. Uh, I believe Facebook now employs one fifth of their team is, is working on some sort of AR or VR 
uh, something, right? And mm-hmm. and I mean, you think about, yeah, it's 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 pretty incredible. And yet, these companies they are making tools like this. They're they're making their own tools every time, right? So Facebook, in the case of AR, they've got Spark AR. It's a great tool. Don't get me wrong, but it, it's basically its own thing. And every company is starting to do this. Rather than have to kind of reinvent the wheel, we wanted to make sure that that we could get that in there. And, and especially for companies where, you know, they may not have people with XR uh, background or an right. XR, uh, you know, development experience. How can we take and, and, and try to uh, effectively lower the barrier to entry for a dev that has years of experience in enterprise? Maybe they just don't know how to get started with some of these sure. traditional tools uh, traditional game-driven tools that are suddenly being used for enterprise applications. I mean, it's kind of a, a bit of a disparate connection there. So yeah, that's, that's yeah. what we're looking to, to tackle. Well, let's give the viewers a little bit, uh, a view of what it looks like. I'm going to run a video and maybe you can walk through right. what they're seeing on the screen because in the end, this actually is a pretty simple tool to use. And um, I don't want its simplicity to fool anybody because it actually takes care of quite a large problem. So here, here's a video. Yeah. Um, so what you're seeing here uh, that that Dan has pulled up, um, this here is we. It allows you to work on specific projects, and within each project, you can build a a prefab element constructed of different assets. So we have a full asset manager um, allows you to to bring in three uh, D files like FBX, OBJ, GLTF. Um, it allows you to bring in texture files, and and what you see here. Uh, what we do is once you've built that project, once you've built those prefabs, you get those in place, you can generate as many API keys as you need um, to get in there and build a custom app. So you can see here, this is a custom app we've put together in Unity. And um, you know we know that Unity is one of the, the really popular tool sets right now. It's actually the most popular tool set for extended reality. And you'll see here what happened. Well, this asset, I mean, that doesn't look right. Well, this happens a lot in XR, right? You need to have the the transforms correctly positioned for something to look accurate. It has to be the right scale, has to be the right position. Well, rather than go and redeploy the app, with, with Breadvan, you can actually go in, change transforms, hit refresh, and boom, it's it's done. It's ready, right? And you didn't have to redeploy your app. In fact, you didn't even have to turn your app off. That was running the entire time. Um, and so, you know, we believe that there's a lot of power in having this kind of real-time ability um, to take something that's already deployed and 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 make it fit your needs, other than, rather than having to uh, figure out some cumbersome process or build some internal tool, um, this can manage all of that for you. That's great. It's um, and I was reading through your website. It, it talked about four different capabilities of the system that maybe mm-hmm. you can highlight. It, they talked about integration, and I'm assuming that's integration with other um, uh, authoring types of tools or, or yes. Unity or whatever, uh, yep. organization, management of the content, and publishing of the content. Can you go through those a little bit? Yeah. So on the integration front, you know, we, we wanted to look at the tech stacks that developers are using. Um, one of the things we saw, there's a lot of stuff out of the box that uh, if it's something like a Unity or an Unreal, it's so powerful, it's almost daunting uh, because you can literally do anything. I mean, it's 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 just what you wanna build. Some of the other kind of WYSIWYG stuff that's out there for AR or VR, 
it, it, they, they aim for a drag and drop interface, but it's not really about managing post-deployment, right? It's, it's, we want to make the barrier to entry low, but they, they kind of scale back on what you're capable of. Um, so for us, it's integrating with those tools. Now, if you see here, you know, we also want to make sure that you can, um, you can manage really closely with, uh, with all of your assets. Um, we want to be able to, one of our goals was kind of, let's make sure that an, an, any intern who's maybe on their first day on the job can still go in and understand the interface. So things like um, typical cloud data storage, something like a Google Drive, right? We wanted to make it feel like uh, that simple to use um, and, and that intuitive. Yeah, and on the management front, you know, we really wanted to make sure that this was the thing that that teams had flexibility. Um, so we have a lot of different types of team uh, options. You can invite different collaborators, and and we really wanted it to be the sort of thing where once you've built up your asset library, or you can even pull it in from uh, from AWS or Azure. Um, that it would allow you to then build these projects dynamically and, and have the collaborators you need and uh, update them in real time. And so you can see here kind of a, a project view, for example. Um, and, and with that goes a, a strong degree of organizational aspects, right? We wanted to say that, okay, you need your assets, but you also have all these different prefabs. So within one of those given projects, things, we want to make it very easy to see all of your API keys, to see all of the different prefabs you've constructed with different configurations, um, to, to preview the assets that you've brought in. Uh, and this way you can kind of swap things out. Um, you know, let's say it's a new retail season and you have a whole new line of, um, of things that would be textures you want to swap out on your models. You can just easily import those, update your prefabs, and, and it's good to go, right? You don't need to redeploy or uh, anything like that. The end user doesn't have to download a, a new app. So, um, and then that's where we land here, right? You can publish it really straightforward way, however you see fit based on your custom application. And then it's out there, right? I mean, if we think about something like, you know, Apple's app store, as wonderful as it is, some of the approval process can take a long time there, right? It uh, can even take upwards of, of one or two weeks with new content um, added. And whereas uh, with this sort of thing, you, you don't have to go through that, right? Your app is out in the wild and you can just deliver that new content as you need to, um, whenever you need to. So whether it's a, a full enterprise team in the field or a, a you know, consumer, retail consumer at home, it's, it's right there for them. So now, you know, when you were talking, we went through a few uh, screens. Um, you could see clearly a development environment. And then in the end, you got to publishing where we actually saw, you know, a, a simple cell phone looking at the content. Who do yeah. you see using the, the XR engine? Yeah, well, quite frankly, Dan, I think it, it, it spans a, a wide variety of applications. And, and just the same way that AWS or, or Azure, these, these large cloud providers, um, sit underneath almost everything that we use and everything we do. We see this as kind of that. We want it to sit underneath every XR application out there, whether it's on a cell phone, whether it's on a, an Oculus Rift or a HoloLens 2. Um, we see it as a means for both enterprises and consumers to engage with this content. And, and so whether you're developing a custom app or you're just managing that content, that's, that's what we see. Yeah, and okay, so... For the developers now, what type mm -hmm. of, you know, features do you have in the product uh, for those people who really need to get down and dirty with the application? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and so we're planning with this one, uh, Dan, 
Um, when we have our full official launch uh, this year, uh, which we're, we're targeting in July, um, we, we plan to have everything you see here in the roadmap already integrated. Uh, but at present, we've got things, you know, that, that web portal you saw, so managing through all of the, the prefabs and assets and users, um, the plugin itself, which right now is available for Unity, um, but will be available for both WebXR and Unreal, uh, the plugin allows for you to pull those assets in the way you've configured them in the, on the back end, um, change your instructions in real time, communicate in real time. And, and that's where the real magic is, is under the hood, you know, these, these, these game engines have really robust 3D rendering that um, can make for some complicated memory management, can make for, uh, quite frankly, some, some difficult kind of IO considerations. And so that's where the plugin really can help there. Um, platforms and, and hardware, you know, we're really trying to hit the whole gamut. Um, so if you're developing for native uh, iOS or Android, um, at present, you know, we're only supporting uh, Unity, which you can do cross-platform, um, but it is uh, something that we will be supporting natively for uh, iOS and Android development as well in the near future. So, um, and then into the headsets. Well, it seems like you, you thought about the development crew um, pretty well and those yes. that need to use it as part of their jobs. But you also on your website hint to non-developers. Yes. Where do you see it fitting with the non-developers? Yeah, well, one of the things that we're seeing right now, Dan, is a lot of times these organizations will deploy an XR app. And when they need to make a change, they have to go grab the developer. Developers are pretty highly in demand, as you mentioned earlier, which means they're not exactly the cheapest folks in the room. <laughs> um, that can be unsustainable, right? It can, it's one of the reasons I think a lot of organizations have chosen not to move forward with XR initiatives. Well, we see this as whomever needs to manage it whenever. The developers can manage it if they need to, but you know, if you need to have the intern, as I said, on their first day on the job, or um, you know, someone who's in your HR department managing training, uh, where, where they should feel comfortable because this is a fairly intuitive interface and, and all of that, or at least we hope they will, um, and, and hopefully remove the burden from having to go to IT every time. So that's what we see there. Yeah, I know being on the sales and marketing side, I can tell you there's been many times where I've used products where I, I needed to grab something and I didn't want to grab a developer. And mm -hmm. I could see this being used, uh, you know, for salesmen out there wanting to show like the example you had, the, the uh, furniture, wanting Absolutely. to show some different furniture in a house and what that Absolutely. might Absolutely. I, I could see a big advantage there. Yeah, we um, one of our partners actually, uh, the the our primary custom app developer, Shaco. Um, they're actually working with a client right now that, that they're building an application that is built on the XR engine, and what they are building is um, exactly that. It's for sales folks to go out in the field. Previously, they were going out, they were bringing a bunch of brochures, and it's a whole lot of imagine if, right? They go to the client's house, imagine what it would look like, imagine this, imagine that. The problem with imagine is a lot of folks can't, right? And so for this, it's a way to actually see through on the conversions of, um, this is custom fireplaces actually, so pretty pretty nice, uh, uh, robust in-home installs. And, uh, and the XR engine is going to allow that no matter what that content is, as it changes, um, they can just keep that updated and keep it ready for those people on the, out in the sales floor. Well, it looks like you're not only um, bridging the, the, uh, the islands of development, but you're bridging the islands between development and uh, sales and marketing. So that's, that's a good thing. That's, we're, we're, we're trying, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Help to drive revenues. Absolutely. Well, you mentioned that the uh, that you're going to be launching the product sometime this year. Uh, yep. 
I, I think you said early summer. Yeah, we're targeting like midsummer, sometime in July. Uh, hopefully, early July is what we're targeting. And do you have a beta program going on now or something? We do. Um, yeah, if you go to uh, if you go to our website, breadvan.io. Um, you can actually sign up right there and uh, uh, join our beta program. We're actually actively seeking participants um, so that we can solicit feedback. We want to make sure that we understand uh, really how the end user is going to use this product, is using this product. Um, and, and we're taking and incorporating those iterations kind of actively throughout now and July. So uh, if anyone, you know, if anyone watching is interested, please go, go sign up, let us know um, kind of what your intended use case is and background and, uh, and we'll get in touch. Yeah. So since it's in beta, I, I'm assuming that you haven't really uh, solidified pricing yet. We haven't. No. Um, what we envision, Dan, is it's, it's likely going to be um, a standard SaaS model. Uh, we see it as we do see a free tier for, for this, um, which, you know, we really see a lot of developers wanting that free tier. Something where let's say you've always wanted to try XR, but it's always seemed kind of daunting. This is a way for you to try it. Um, and then from there on up, we, we'll have a variety of licenses um, that we see as likely being organization wide, right? We don't, we don't want to just focus on seats and whatnot because we want to make this flexible kind of across the board for your organization. So uh, we should announce pricing. My guess would be, I'm hoping to have that out there by like May, May or June. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's about what we're targeting. Yep. Great. Well, it looks like this is going to be a great tool for developers and users both. And uh, I, I wish you guys good luck with it and look forward to seeing how it's, uh, how it's picking up uh, when you guys release it. Thanks, Dan. Really appreciate chatting with you about it today. Yeah, great. And it's breadvan.io. Is that right? Yep. Yep. B-R-E-A-D-V-A-N.io. Great. Thanks a lot, Dan. We will talk to you soon. Thanks for coming. Great. Thanks, Dan.